On today's episode, Joe Biden wants more EVs and is willing to use emergency powers to get them. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. In manufacturing, small business dreams of that first big score. The big sale to a major retailer or a big OEM or a prime contractor or the government. Of course, it's always a double-edged sword, and whether your contract is with NASA or Boeing or Ford or the Department of Defense, you're going to be dealing with a bureaucracy. Now, the Biden administration is throwing cubic dollars at solving the problem of American electric vehicle manufacturing by sensibly looking at the core of the problem, batteries. While 30 battery plants are under construction right now, securing the raw materials, principally lithium, that these batteries need looks like the weakest link in the supply chain. So quietly, on March 31st of last year, the Biden administration, announcing several measures to address the spike in oil prices caused by the Ukraine war, slipped in an unusual measure, the Defense Production Act. Now, the DPA is normally used in times of war to authoritatively allocate raw materials and finished goods by a priority system to ensure that the military has what it needs, but it's a little unusual to implement it for raw material production in peacetime. Initially, the DPA will be used to support the mining and processing of electric vehicle battery materials like lithium, nickel, cobalt, graphite, and manganese. So why is the administration doing this? Well, according to the White House, it's a means to reduce reliance on China and other potentially unfriendly countries for critical inputs. But I think there's another agenda at play here. The transition to electric vehicles was expected to be rapid, but that's very much in question right now. Several major OEMs have announced a slowdown in EV project development and the combination of high MSRP for all vehicles plus interest rates double what they've been for the last couple of decades suggests a slowdown in car buying in general, if not recession across the entire economy. Now, it may take a couple of decades for electric vehicles to become the majority of machines in American driveways and another 10 years after that to completely replace gasoline. And in American electoral politics, it's typically two terms, then out. So what happens when Republicans take command? Now, a lot depends on which Republican. Donald Trump appears to be profoundly anti-electric vehicle, and it seems likely that massive government subsidies for EVs and EV part production would be sharply curtailed by conservative legislators. So for Democrats, I suspect that the race is on to nucleate a significant domestic supply chain for electric vehicle batteries, raw materials, and finished vehicles to ensure that EV production is past the point of no return. The key question for manufacturers up and down the supply chain is whether the industry will be profitable without government subsidies by the time conservative leadership replaces the Democrats. If so, it's a done deal and market forces will do the rest. But if Trump wins in 2024, no one knows what will happen, which could make any investment in EV materials production very speculative. For the auto industry, the 2024 election matters a lot. Well, that's it for today's audio version of End of the Line, brought to you by Engineering.com. If you like this podcast, subscribe to Engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. You can also watch this podcast as a video along with our other exclusive series only on Engineering.com TV. Thanks for tuning in.